I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, a woman's work facilitator, mentor, and coach, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and to truly claim their birth as a rite of passage. If you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then please visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com or connect with me on Instagram as the underscore spiritual underscore midwife. Now, if you love this podcast, then please consider taking a moment and leave a review as this is how you can help us reach more women around the world with these natural and empowering birth stories. The Natural Birth Podcast also has a Patreon page, so if you'd like to shout me a cup of coffee to show me your appreciation for the podcast, then you can do that there. Thank you for all your support and love. It's deeply appreciated. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Amber Luna. Amber is a mama of three from California. She was a young mom of 17 with her first and 20 with her second and didn't do much preparation and just follow the hospital and the standard medicalized birth route, which she then states were negative experiences. When she fell pregnant again with her new partner and now husband, she instantly knew she didn't want another hospital birth and she started searching for a birth center. In today's episode, she shares how after two weeks of on and on contractions and prodromal labor, she chose to take some castor oil on her due date and ended up starting her labor. She had her dream water birth at the birth center while beautiful flute music filled the room. Curious about Amber? Find her on Facebook as Amber Luna. Hi, Amber, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Sitting here in the sunset after another lovely sunny day in Sweden. We're so lucky. Have had sun for like over a week now. It's quite crazy because we're not used to it. It's been such a dark winter. <laughs> oh, that's great to have some sunshine. I know. And I was thinking to you in California, you get sun all the time, don't you? Yes. It's very sunny all the time. Yes. <laughs> You're so lucky. I'm so jealous. 
<laughs> but we're not going to talk about weather, are we? We're going to talk about births. <laughs> so I know that you um, have three babies or you have three children. They're not babies anymore, are they? Um, and uh, the first two was when you were quite young and then you had a big gap and now you have had a third baba and we're going to focus on your third that was a birth center birth but first we're just going to dive on in a little bit in you know you can just share a little bit about you and about the first two births and what that taught you and and how you came to the decision uh, with your third to have a birth center okay well i was 17 when i had my first which was a daughter Um, and I kind of just went with the flow with the whole hospitalized situation and, um, they wanted to induce me, but they didn't really have a reason. And I was just young and just going with the flow. So I just did what they said and trusted them when I now feel like I probably shouldn't have. Mm. And, uh, same thing happened with my second, when I was 20, my son, my first son. And, um, that's what made me decide to do a birth center because I, I had the epidural and the induction with both the others and I couldn't really like, I feel like I don't remember very much from both of those births. Mm. And I feel like it was because of the medication and everything. Like it's not very calming in a hospital setting the lights and all the people and everyone coming and going and everything. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really glad to have chosen the birth center this time around. Okay, cool. So take us through a little bit about, you know, getting pregnant. Was that a conscious choice to get pregnant the third time? And did you already then know you wanted a birth center birth or did you start doing your research or how did that, you know, how did that kind of come about? Well, I I knew I didn't want to do a hospital birth again, but I was scared because of the pain. Yeah. And um, but I still the it was stronger, you know, not wanting to go to the hospital than the fear of the pain. Mm-hmm. So it was a conscious decision to try and get pregnant. Um, my husband and I had been together for seven years. And um, we just got married in 2020 in January. Um, So we wanted to wait until we were married before we were going to start trying. So um, we were trying for 10 months and got pregnant in November. Mm -hmm. So my due date was August 16th, 2021. And he came on the 17th. (laughs) okay wow yeah do you want to talk us through finding the birth center did you also consider having a home birth or was it like the birth center was the the only choice that you kind of wanted well I was I kind of wanted a home birth but my house wasn't set up for it and um so I I was wondering if I could do it at my husband's mom's my mother-in-law's house But my husband was already a little skeptical about not going to the hospital. He thought it was the safest place in the hospital. Um, But I did a bunch of research and showed him what I found. And um, I showed him that it's actually safer in a birth center. 
So, yeah. So he was, his compromise was the birth center. He didn't want to do the home birth. I called around and found one and, um, and they accepted me in. Yeah. (laughs) Did you want to share about the early signs of labor approaching for you? Well, I actually took some castor oil to start Mm. labor. Okay. At what, Uh, at what point did you choose to do that? How many weeks were you? It was on my due date. So I was at 40 weeks and I was hoping it would happen by itself, but it wasn't happening. And I, I had three weeks of prodromal labor before this, like it just was continuously happening, like not getting more intense at all. And like kept giving me false hope. (laughs) Okay. So did you have like three weeks every day or was it just like during the night, a few hours or what, what did it look like for you when you say that you had prodromal labor? It was, um, every two to 30 minutes getting contractions. Like sometimes it would be like every two minutes and then it would like fall off and do every 30 minutes or so. And it was just like that for three whole weeks. Wow. Every night without a break. Oh yeah. But it wasn't painful or anything. It was just, it was like strong Braxton Hicks. Okay. And so it never got stronger. It was manageable. Could you sleep through that? Yes. It wasn't too strong to sleep through. It was just, okay. it was like Braxton Hicks, but just a little bit more intense. Okay. So you never got to a point where you're like thinking it was labor. It was just constantly that was kind of mild. Yeah. Well, I started thinking, could this be it? You know, a few times and I would message my midwife and she would be just say only if it gets to this point like I think she said um for a whole hour straight it'd have to be a minute apart Mm. so it didn't get to that point yeah (laughs) yeah that's tough the prodromal labor is tough isn't it and sometimes we just don't really know why you know I think that sometimes it's about getting the baby in a good position the body trying to like fit the baby in the best position or Mm -hmm. um but yeah when it's like that long that's just crazy yeah yeah okay so you were so you were feeling you were feeling by 40 weeks that you were ready for this baby to come there was no other reason it was just you feeling like ah let me see if I can help this is that kind of what you were thinking Well, it was that. And also I was actually, I had to be out of my house on that day. It was like really bad timing, but my landlord decided to sell the property. And, um, that was the last day. Like I could have came to my mom's and stayed with her and then went, but the birth center was an hour and a half from my mom's house. And from my house, it was 45 minutes. So I decided you know, it would probably be best if I just went ahead and did it. And I, I researched about castor oil and found that if you only take a small amount, it doesn't cause the tummy problems. And I was really excited about that because I, I was avoiding castor oil from my other pregnancies because I, I had read and heard that it could cause meconium in, in the womb and and the poop for me. 
and I didn't want that. <laughs> yeah, I guess what, what everyone needs to know is that, I mean, there's this is a thing, right? With everything and, and also natural stuff, right? There's always a risk and a benefit when, when you start doing things, isn't it? And yeah, castor mm-hmm. oil, um, it, it can potentially just irritate the bowels, give you diarrhea, um, maybe give you, again, like false kind of labor sensations that then doesn't actually do anything. Or you just get this horrible diarrhea and feel horrible throughout your labor so that's a risk with it right and that's probably what you read as well and the thing with the quinconium is obviously that you know, that is kind of saying that the baby might be stressed because you have stressed but I don't know if you know I wouldn't say that castrol itself really you know that's not a, it's the risk is to stress your system really isn't it that's the thing isn't yeah. it so um it's just important to be aware of that and to be very careful and I'm careful. Like I'm, I, when, when women ask me about castor, I'm like, you know, it's really up to you what you want to do. And you just have to be very, yeah. Like if you choose to do that, generally I wouldn't say 40 weeks. I mean, you had a different situation because you were like having these really long weeks of prodromal and false kind of stop and starting thing. But, um, you know, some women get to maybe 42 weeks and they go like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm now facing, maybe I can't, birth at home or I'm facing all this pressure you know maybe they do choose that but and there is like this drink here in Sweden um called the labor drink that has a bit of castrol in it amongst other things um but yeah just be super gentle like if you're listening to this and you're like okay like I'm 40 whatever weeks and I'm ready to have a baby like just don't go out and just drink a lot of castor oil because that you know that's not good but yeah maybe a little bit for some people that can be a good thing so I'm interested to hear what happened for you you took a bit so what did that look like for you how did you how did you drink it how much did you take did you give did you do it in a drink or just by itself how did you do it well I put a teaspoon and a half in a bowl and then I put a scoop of peanut butter in there and almond butter because they're oily already right Mm -hmm. and um I actually read that almond butter helps counteract the laxative effect yes good girl you did your research love it (laughs) (laughs) and then I put chocolate syrup in there too to make it like Mm. yummy so I couldn't even tell that there was castor oil in it and very um, interesting mix I've never heard that before it's like almost like a dessert yeah (laughs) it was yummy (laughs) So I took that at 11.30 p.m. on my due date. And I noticed about an hour later, the contractions were starting to get a little bit more intense than they normally were for that three weeks. And four hours later at 3.30 a.m., I mean, I was sleeping on and off also. So at 3.30 a.m., I took two teaspoons of castor oil but this time I just mix it with some orange juice because I was just up in the middle of the night and like just trying to go back to sleep and um and I just wanted it to continue so then they got a little bit more intense and I was getting excited every time I would wake up you know <laughs> and then around 5 30 a.m is when I started not being able to sleep through them completely They were getting more intense and um, not very painful, just just more intense pressure. And 
So I was just like awake and I, I tried texting my mother-in-law because she's the one that was there with me at the birth center. Oh yeah. And I mean, she didn't get my message though until we called her a few times over and over again at like 7 30 AM. But I didn't wake my husband up until 7 30 because I, I wanted to let him sleep so he could be, you know, rested and prepared to help me do this. So at 7 30, I like brushed his arm and was like, Hey, I think that it might be time to gather our things and head to the birth center pretty soon because they're getting a little close together and intense. And I was timing them with a, with an app too. And they were getting closer together and um, they were about a minute and a half apart or so around there and like averaging. Okay. So, and did that happen from around five in the morning? Yeah. Okay. And they just kept getting more and more intense mm-hmm. and like, Every few, it would be a little stronger one. So I was like, ooh, it's almost time. (laughs) So I woke him up and he was super excited and shot up and started running around, grabbing the bags and like gathering the little things. I made a little list of last minute items and I put it up on on the cabinet just so we didn't have to think about what we needed Mm. at the end there when we're all excited. Like... I had these battery powered candles and like essential oils and crystals and things that I wanted to bring with me. Mm. So he was gathering all those and, um, and we took a shower too real quick while I was timing my contractions too. (laughs) And, um, the shower really helped. I really liked that. It, for some reason it helps the pain not be as strong, but it wasn't that painful though. Still, it was more just pressure. Mm. So around eight o'clock, we went to the birth center. We started leaving and um, we called his mom a few times and she finally answered all like, Oh, what, what? what's going on? And we said that we were going to the birth center, but we weren't sure still we're just kind of, heading there just in case but I was kind of in denial but really hopeful yeah (laughs) and then so the birth center was 45 minutes away so when we were almost there we were on the freeway right near the exit and my water broke oh really (laughs) and on one of those bridges where it kind of like has the bumps on the bridges so that was exciting, but I, w- I had a towel under me. Oh, <laughs> but I was good. like, what was that? And he was like, what? And I was like, I think my water broke. And then I felt it coming out. Wow. <laughs> you were like, prepared. That's out. so good. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a long so, ride. Were you kind of just sitting straight or how did you handle the labor in the car for 45 minutes? That's really hard. It was. Well, um, when we first left, we like, we lived in the foothills. So our road was like a mountain bumpy road. I was worried for months about going down that road while in labor, but, um, it wasn't even that bad. I just kind of held on to the door on one side and then like something on the other side, the middle console and kind of lifted myself up a little bit. 
when I was having contractions. Yeah. And um, that pretty much helped a lot. Like it made it doable. And um, my husband was driving, of course, <laughs> but it was a windy road for most of the way, like 30 minutes and um, like down a canyon and then up a canyon. And then we were on the freeway from there. And um, so I would just lift myself up every contraction a little bit and um, like relax as much as I could to help baby come down and kind of like swirled back and forth and stuff. And then, so when my water broke, I, I messaged my mom and my daughter and told them and my mother-in-law. And I was like, okay, actually it is happening. <laughs> like my water just broke. So it's definitely happy now. And Did you do that we, because they were coming as well or no, they, you just wanted to inform them. I just wanted to let them know. Yeah. Yeah. And my mother-in-law um, was coming to the birth center. So she was just like, Oh, I don't know if I should come or not. Let me know. And, so I was like, okay, come now and bring me these popsicles. <laughs> and I sent her a picture of the popsicles I wanted. <laughs> and um, so we got there a couple minutes later and told the midwife the water broke. And she was just like, okay, how are you doing? She's like so calm about everything. <laughs> and um, she wanted to check me, but I didn't let her at that point. because I was just like trying to stay calm and everything. I got a little nervous when the water broke. Cause I remember from my other births that the doctors broke my water both times. Yeah. And it got way painful after the water broke. Yeah. So That's... I was really nervous. But... And so how was the it? Yeah. The pain, it was, it was definitely more intense after the water broke, Yeah. but, um, being in a more calm setting, it helped not be as painful a lot it was a lot less painful yeah um and so I just I pretty much got in the shower right away I heard a lot of stories about the shower helping people so I thought that was a really good idea because I like I love water Hmm. and during my pregnancy I was always going to the river and everything and I love being in the water yeah. So it helps so much having the water running, like the sound and um, the heat of the water on my back was really good. And I was sway back and forth and swirl my hips and I was squatting in there and just like trying really hard to get the baby to come down in the right way. Yeah. And um, breathing slow and deep and just making sure to keep all my muscles as relaxed as I could, like my face and shoulders and hands. That was another thing I learned during this pregnancy was if you keep your muscles relaxed, then it helps a lot for the baby to come down faster and for it to be less painful. Yeah. Do you want a natural birth mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event 
that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. So, um, I let the the midwife check me a little after I got there and I was four centimeters and I was excited, but still like, oh man, I wish it was more, (laughs) but so I, I stayed in the shower and they kept bringing me water and asking me how I was doing and everything. And my husband kept coming in there too and asking me how I was doing. And he eventually got in the shower with me too. And he would squeeze my hips when I was having a contraction and stuff. And that really helped a lot too. Yeah. It's so helpful, isn't it? It feels like when someone does that, it just feels like you're, I don't know, put together because it can feel sometimes like you're just going to, you know, explode or like you just, don't feel like it's going to end when someone holds together your hips it just feels more contained and it actually opens you down below like it actually makes it even easier for baby to get down isn't that interesting how like pressing together your hips actually opens it's amazing it is really cool <laughs> so i was really happy to have him do that like so anytime i was out of the shower if i had a contraction he would squeeze my hips too and it would help a lot um it was much more intense outside of the shower too for some reason it was so strange but it's so true (laughs) yeah warm water is magical it It is so pain relieving yeah it's so great so i got out and they checked me again and i was at eight centimeters so I got back in the shower for a little bit because I wanted to wait until I was pretty much ready to push and um so not much further longer I I had my husband go tell my midwife she should probably fill up the tub because I could feel myself start pushing a little bit so I was like oh this is what they were talking about (laughs) All the people that I heard the stories. Yeah. And because I didn't have that with my other babies. Yeah. Because you had epidurals and and you Mm -hmm. didn't, yeah, went with the whole process. So how long time are we talking about though? Like you got there 
you had a bit of a shower, then you got checked and you were four. How long time did it pass until you were eight? Um, well, I got there around nine and they checked me probably around 9.30 and I was four. And then I think it was about 11.30 when they checked and I was eight. Say, isn't that really a good story too? Like, you know, it's just so not linear. The whole thing about checking. I understand that sometimes you want to check because you're curious, but like mm-hmm. it actually doesn't tell us much. It yeah, sometimes it's... can be, you know, as a midwife, it can be good to check, you know, just to have a plan or something, you know, for different reasons, right? There, There's sometimes a reason, but a lot of times the checks, especially the routine ones, say nothing really Mm -hmm. you can literally go from zero to a hundred you know some women actually have babies really quick right from the first contraction and for some it takes a really it's just not linear and I think that's so great you know that's why I asked you too because I just love when women do tell stories when they have had vaginal checks throughout their birth that it shows how different it is and how you can literally go from yeah four to eight in just like a couple of hours Mm. Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's crazy. And you can literally be like seven or eight centimeters and then instantly like after a check, you'll have a baby because like you just open after that. You know what I mean? It's just not yeah. at all linear at all. Yeah, it's kind of pointless. <laughs> but they wanted to know, so I, yeah. I just let them do it. I was planning on not letting them, but I ended up letting them <laughs> Like if I was at the hospital, I probably would have said no because I just didn't, they like forced me into a lot at the hospital, yeah. but I trusted my midwife. So Beautiful. it was nice. And that's so important. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it is so important. Mm. So um, she was, when I told her that she should fill the tub up. She came to me and she was like, are you sure? Like, I might need to have you come out because if you're not ready, it could stall the labor to get in the tub. Mm, Um, You were eight centimeters. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. So I was just saying, yeah, I'm pretty sure because I could feel myself pushing. Mm. So, um, so I got in the tub and then she checked me again and I was nine centimeters and just like maybe a few minutes go by. And this was around noon mm. and a couple minutes go by and a um, couple contractions. And then she checked again and I was 10 mm. and, um, but there was a cervical lip a little bit in the way. So she told me she wanted to move that out of the way real quick just in case, um, to avoid damage. Mm. And, um, I had her put coconut oil down there to help prevent tearing. Also, mm. That's nice. that was part of my plan. I, and I, I could barely talk at this point, but I was like, coconut oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so she went and did that. And, um, and then I started pushing mm. and I had native American flute music playing in the background Mm. Um, I really like that kind of music when I'm trying to relax and I also had uh, eucalyptus oil um, diffusing beautiful so it was a nice calm environment the lights were off and 
it was just my husband and my midwife. And there was one other girl in there. I'm not sure if she was a midwife or a midwife in training, but she, I had known her also because she was at the birth center for when I went there a few times. Yeah, a lot of uh, times there's a second midwife there just to assist in, in case needed. So were you in the bath at this point? Were you in the birth pool? Yes, in the bath. They had a nice big bathtub. Oh, lovely. Yeah, and it was nice and full. So because I also um, found after watching and listening to a lot of stories that the water should be above your belly to... Mm for the best pain relief yeah so I made sure of that and I was like a little more please (laughs) (laughs) good so that was nice and so I started pushing and it was so tiring (laughs) and I felt like it was stalling but it actually wasn't I was just um trying to get him out, <laughs> but trying to relax at the same time. Mm. So, and then my midwife told me to feel and see if I could feel his head and I could feel it like maybe three inches in. And I was so excited thinking that it was happening really soon. So then I just took a minute in between the contraction and like, like try to meditate a little bit and just lay there. And I feel like that was when I was in transition. And, and I told my husband about that, how when you're in transition, you kind of like almost fall asleep sometimes. So he thought that was when I was in transition too. And so he was like, okay, this is fine. (laughs) And I was just listening to the music and trying to relax. And then, I started feeling the contraction coming again and thinking, okay, it is time. And then I pushed him out, not fully, but I pushed him out. Like his head started crowning. I heard about the ring of fire and um, it wasn't as bad as I imagined it, but it definitely felt like it was squeezing out, you know, pretty intensely. (laughs) And did he sit there for a contraction or so, like just stretching your perineum? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be like slow and steady, so it wouldn't rip. Yeah. I really didn't want to rip because I ripped with the first two, yeah. um, because they were just like push, push, push. Yeah, you know, and they want you to push the baby out so fast, as fast as you can, and like yeah. with all your might on your back. And um, I just. I did a lot of research about it and found that you're way more likely to rip doing those things. So that's another reason I chose the birth center because they would let me labor where I wanted to. They would let me push how I wanted to. They would let me have a water birth. And so, so in what position were you in the bathtub when you were um, pushing? I was on my knees and like my hands were on the edge of the bathtub. So I was leaning forward. Yeah, that's a good position. Yeah, I found that that was supposed to be the the right one for the least likelihood of tearing. So, yeah, it's a good position, and it's good also um, 
I don't know, it just relieves a lot. It can use a little bit of gravity, even though you're in the water, you're you're doing a little bit of gravity more so than if you're like kind of lying back on your kind mm-hmm. of more of your, you know, on your back kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's a good position to be in. And it just makes you feel a little bit more in control, I think, too, when you're in that position, more so than if you're like lying back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a bit more yeah. like feel a bit more powerful and in control of your body and your position yeah that makes sense for sure and so your baby's head was crowning and then you kind of did you just breathe him out or at that point I just like I was breathing slowly trying to just wait for the next contraction to come Mm -hmm. and um, when the next one came I just like pushed a little bit to because I didn't want him to force his way out or anything but so then he slowly came out his head and um and then I was breathing trying to breathe slow but it ended up being faster <laughs> just trying to relax and um and then it was time for his shoulders to come out for the next one so um and then it did they just came out and then he just my midwife kind of grabbed his head and guided him out in the water and while I was holding him too. And my husband had his hand on him too. And like my husband felt him coming out, like his head was coming out and a little bit before that, you know, before his head came out, he could feel the pressure and he was like, whoa. <laughs> so that was really exciting for him. Was he in the bath as well? No, he was sitting um, right outside the back. And then his mom was also sitting outside the back. Like His mom was right in front of me, and my husband was right to my left. Okay. Just kind of leaning over the tub and rubbing my back and telling me everything's good and I'm doing great and all those encouraging things. <laughs> so I saw him floating in the water a little bit, and then... Um, I turned him around and lifted him up and he just like, he didn't cry very much. He just made one, one sound. And then he just looked around and he looked confused. (laughs) (laughs) Like what is going on here? (laughs) Yeah. Water babies can be so like chilled. They just kind of get, yeah, they're, really alert and I really know what you're saying here like he just looks confused and looks around like they usually just so chilled though they they rarely cry actually more often than not they're just kind of like what just happened like where am I yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's just how it was he was like oh here I am (laughs) looks so cute so I was holding him and my cord was kind of short. So I had to hold him a little bit lower. Mm. And then um, he just sat there looking at me and my husband was looking at him and my mother-in-law, they were all, they all had their hands on him. <laughs> just like, oh, finally he's here. Feeling his little baby body. <laughs> And so um, then the placenta was going to come out and my, it was a little bit later 
And my midwife tugged on the cord a little bit when I was having another little contraction and it came right out. Mm. And um, that part wasn't bad at all. I, I imagined it being like it might have hurt, but it didn't hurt. Were you still in the pool for that? Yeah. Nice. That's really yeah. nice. It's nice, yeah. you know, kind of to allow that to happen in the pool and that might actually give you a bit of pain relief as well, doesn't it? Like just that gentleness mm-hmm. of the water. Yeah, it was so nice having it in the warm water. Mm. I would do it again like that for sure, definitely. It's so much better than a hospital birth. It's so magical. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. So if you had a first-time mama in front of you right now who's about to have her first baby and she really wants to have an empowering and a natural birth, what advice and pearls of wisdom would you give to her? I would say to definitely use water to help stay calm and relieve the pain and to keep all your muscles as relaxed as possible, especially your face and shoulders and hands. Mm. Yeah, that helps a lot with making sure all your muscles are relaxed. Yeah. Help baby come. Yeah, keeping your face relaxed really informs the rest of your body, doesn't it? And your hands. It's kind of when you look at the brain, the face and the hands have really big parts of the brain. And so that can be like sending signals that your face and your hands are really relaxed, kind of informs the rest of the body that like you're safe, it's okay, you can relax. Yeah. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. really is helpful, isn't it? And I've heard so many women really speak so highly of that how that really helped them have this really smooth labor and birth Mm -hmm. Mm. it's so nice beautiful well thank you so much for sharing your birth wisdom with us Mm -hmm, of course Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please consider sharing it. Leave a review or make a contribution on our Patreon page. And if you want to connect on social media, then find the podcast on Instagram as The Natural Birth Podcast. Thank you for listening.